Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. We continue to receive beautiful instruction from the letter of James, still in the first chapter, about how to behave as kingdom people. We're, we receive instruction about being quick to hear and slow to sleep, to speak. <laughs> you can tell I'm a little tired, I almost said sleep. Slow to speak, slow to anger, for anger doesn't accomplish the righteousness of God. And these can be so subtle. I walked into a room the other day where my entire family was watching a documentary and no one offered me a seat. And as a mom, I'm thinking, what have I taught them? And they're all so into the documentary, I sit on the floor. And then finally I said, no, I don't want to sit on the floor. I went around and I sat on the side of the couch that was pretty uncomfortable. And I felt so displeased that I was wrestling with this very thought that I cannot allow the anger of God to take over. I have to be open, but I felt like this should be so obvious that I should have been offered a seat. And I could just go in my own mind on that little thought for a while, thinking, why wasn't I offered a seat? I'm not even enjoying the documentary. So it's quick, being quick to anger can prevent us from enjoying what's happening when there's so much good happening. And the anger does not accomplish the righteousness of God. James invites us to put away all filth and evil and humbly the word planted in our souls. He's letting us know that the word of God planted in us is going to be effective and it's going to be what saves souls. When we're looking into that mirror of truth and justice and beauty that the Lord offers us with his word, then we should walk away transformed, not as someone that just looks and sees something beautiful and sometimes difficult and turn around and do nothing about that. How are the world, how is the world that hasn't heard from God going to be transformed? They should look at our life and feel like there's a mirror of all of those things that the Lord is teaching us that they can have access to. If one anyone thinks he's religious but does not bridle his tongue, deceives his heart, his religion is in vain. Let's not just do the outward signs of what our practices in the world do in order to put light God at the center of our lives. Those are really great when we go to, to a church and do the practices of our church. But it is in our hearts to be walking vehicles for the faith of God. And in a very specific way, James tells us, take care of orphans and widows in their affliction 
and keep yourself unstained by the world. We are to work with a different standard as children of God. So let us be mindful that God himself is indwelling in our hearts, that the Holy Spirit groans from within us, asking for those things that we don't even know how to ask for. The psalm for today is Psalm 15. Who shall live on your holy mountain, O Lord? How many times does Jesus walk up to the mountain early in the morning to be with his Father? The gospel writers record that image of Jesus leaving what's happening in the world and ascending to spend time with the Lord. We are to imitate that. We are to separate time and place where we share a special moment of resting in the Lord. The psalm says, He who walks blamelessly and does justice, who thinks the truth in his heart and slanders not with his tongue. Someone that behaves like this is living in the holy mountain of God. Someone who harms not his fellow people, nor takes up a reproach against a neighbor, while he honors those who fear the Lord, who doesn't lend money as at usury or accept bribes against the innocent. He who does these things shall never be disturbed. The outcome, friends, of living in this holy mountain, of minding our tongue, minding our thoughts, minding our actions, choosing to walk blamelessly, is that we will have peace. We will not be disturbed. In the holy mountain of God, we are standing on solid ground, aligning with the heavenly designs for our lives. Who shall live on your holy mountain, or O Lord? Help us that it can be us that your angels surround us, that your angels align the path and take away anything in the path that could make us stumble so that we can continue ascending in our life to be with you in everything we do. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the Inner Room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today. The Gospel reading in Matthew 8 shows us an intimate moment between Jesus and a blind man. First, the spirit of the blind man should be our spirit. He's begging to touch Jesus. Let us be people who beg to touch Jesus, who know that being close to him, that extending our being towards the Lord makes the whole difference, that whatever is going on in our life right now can be transformed by being close to the Lord. What does this blind man know that we need to know or remind ourselves of? That touching the Lord is a life-giving experience and that if the Lord is dwelling in us, others can touch the Lord through us, that the Lord can use us as a vehicle to touch the lives of those that do not know him. 
The blind man is begging those around because he cannot do it himself. And that might be what someone near us is doing. They're begging for something and they don't even know that maybe it's Jesus. So Jesus takes us by the hand. What a moment. Not only does Jesus touch him, but he grabs the blind man by the hand. And then he's leading him. He's leading him outside of the noise, outside of the crowd, outside of the public arena. He's taking him to another place where the Lord can have an intimate moment with him and touch him not just by the hand that he just did, but he's going to do something that is a ritual. He's going to take spittle. He's going to put it on the eyes and lay the hands on the man. And then he says, do you see anything? And the man reports, I see people looking like trees and walking. There is something in, in the description that makes us wonder he saw before. He saw before this, because otherwise, how would he say it looks like a tree? I'm wondering if this blind man has something like cataracts. I don't know, just because we were talking about that this week, you know. Um, I'm wondering if that's what it is. But he lays hands on the man's eyes a second time and he sees clearly. The Lord will take us through a process. Some miracles are immediate. The woman with a hemorrhage touches the tussle of Jesus' cloak, and she is healed, and the Lord knows that power has gone out of him. In this case, Jesus removes the man by taking him outside by the hand, by putting spittle on the eyes, asking him a question, do you see anything, getting a report, and then laying hands a second time where the man begins to see clearly. And then Jesus gives him further instructions to go home. Don't go back into the village. This was for you. Friends, we are getting instruction in the first reading from James about speaking, about living a life that reflects the life of God inside of us. We read in Psalm 15 the behaviors that help us ascend the mountain of God, and we read in the Gospel of Mark that Jesus is seeking intimacy with us. And for those of us that are trying to stretch out our being to touch the Lord, the Lord is going to take us on a journey because His Word is truth and His Word doesn't come out void. So we utter the Word of the Lord over our lives that He may touch us. Let us go to the throne. Father Almighty, we lift up our eyes to heaven and we see that in the morning the sky turns colors, colors of blue and pink and yellow. And that as the sun comes down, the sky turns purples and grays and oranges and reds. And we see in the beauty of the sky, Father, the majesty of your heavens, that in this tenuous planet where we live, where if anything went off, by one degree, distance from the sun, rotation of the axis of the earth, temperatures of an atmosphere, we wouldn't be here, Father. 
thank you for the beauty of this universe that is a mirror that reflects your greatness and your majesty. Let us ascend the holy mountain, Father. Let us ascend the holy mountain to you. We bring to you all of our needs and concerns and issues, all the things that are not working in our lives, all the places where we're blind, to touch you, Father, to touch you through your Son, Jesus Christ, that has come to dwell amongst us, and through the Holy Spirit that dwells in our hearts. And we ask, Father, that we may ascend the holy mountain so that we can be transformed. And we ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen.